Brilliant Misfits, Episode 50, with Andrea Sun, Your Greatest Brilliance. Just be yourself. The world is waiting for you. It doesn't matter whether you're in business or not. Just you being all of yourself and trusting yourself and trusting your heart and trusting your knowing makes a difference to every single person you touch. Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Aisha Kennedy. Welcome, everyone, to Brilliant Misfits. I absolutely love sharing stories from misfit women because they're brilliant. And I know that in a way, we are all misfits. But the incredible personal stories that I get to hear and share with you have power. They have power to inspire, power to encourage us to be true to who we are, trust in our creative instincts, and be brilliant at what we do. So if you enjoy a particular episode, please give it a star rating and review on iTunes or leave a comment on the podcast that you enjoyed on my website, asiakennedy.com. I'm very excited to present another beautiful guest and she's got a brilliant story and I can't wait to dive into it with her. Her name is Andrea Sun and she's a sole purpose and confidence coach a holistic health coach, an acupuncturist, a Pelawa empowerment healing trainer, and she specializes in empowering and in teaching entrepreneurial, corporate, and holistically minded women to align to their brilliance, be more visible. She teaches them to confidently maintain optimal health, long-term health and energy, and she magnet helps them magnetize their business, work, and personal goals with more ease. So welcome to the show, Andrea. I'm just delighted that you're here today. Thank you so much, Aisha. Sorry, I got pronounced it right. Can you pronounce me? Correct me if I go correct. Yeah, Aisha, you said it perfectly. Aisha, fantastic. So I want to dive right in because I know you've got a wonderful personal story. Now, I know that all of us as misfits, and I think we all are to some degree, And we come to a point where we realize our difference is our greatest brilliance. So can you share your personal story of how you grew up and what it meant for you to be a misfit? Okay. Well, I'm New Zealand-born Chinese, second generation. And I was brought up with – my parents had five traditional businesses – uh, so from zero, zero years old, mum was pregnant when they bought the fish and chip shop and they, and she went to work till she had me and then took two weeks off. <laughs> and then I worked till 15 years old. So basically from four years bagging carrots in a fruit and vegetable shop right through to 15 in traditional businesses. And I was a grown up from a child age. And I suppose, uh, I always felt different, like a, Misfit because I was actually in conflict with parts of myself. I actually uh, developed a genetic chronic skin condition that went back three generations in my family. Now it was my grandfather, 
my father, me, my brother, and my brother. And I actually um, it went had this on and off for thirty eight years. Um, every time I was stressed, it would reflare up. So. You know, I did a lot to clear that. One day I woke up and I made a decision it was gone. It was gone completely forever. So I healed that. And that was really huge because it was all about two parts of me, feeling like a banana. I always felt different, like I didn't fit in. I was brought up, I felt like a banana because inside of me um, I was a very westernized kind of slightly zany sort of person, creative in, you know, introvert, sensitive, uh, thinking outside the box, non-traditional, non-conformist, uh, very, very different uh, from all my cousins and uh, other Chinese friends and relatives. And so I didn't really have many um, friends at school because I didn't fit in with the Chinese or the Western. Mm. And the Chinese in me was very traditional. Um, I was very, I was the oldest child. I was like the counsellor for my family. And I was hardworking. I was always doing the right thing. I was an over-functioner. And I took care of my whole family and all my clients and all my boyfriends and everybody. <laughs> so I learned to be the goody-good girl as the Chinese traditional person and yet the western part of me was kind of rebellious and a little bit different so I was I had this conflict between two sides of myself mm. which were pulling me in different directions which led me to this chronic skin condition and one day um I actually had a like almost like an epileptic fit where I wanted to scratch my whole skin off my body and that was quite scary for me actually I it was day and night and I just, I, I just didn't know how to survive in life. And I tried everything natural, you know, food and acupuncture and creams and meditation, everything. But I actually was going through this trauma of being caught in this body with two parts of me. And so that's what it was a horrible feeling being a misfit, majorly horrible. <laughs> yeah, and also say. being brought up, I mean, I can relate to this too because I have a Japanese mother and growing up in the Western society, um, I wanted to be just like everybody else, but, you know, that was impossible because I wasn't. And having that feeling on the inside like I was like everyone else, but then on the outside looking different. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But I can imagine yes. from what you're saying that all of this and the difficulties that you had and even having like a horrible thing like that skin condition for 38 years. My God, I thought you were only about 30. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but, oh, thank but it, you because I look younger than I am because I'm, you, you know, because the work I'm doing is working. I mean, the, the <laughs> personal growth I'm doing is working. <laughs> but anyway, what I wanted to say was is that. I'm sure that this somehow translates into the work that you do today. So let's talk a little bit about that. And how did you actually heal yourself? How did you um, manage to, you know, weave together those two parts of yourself? Well, it was challenging uh, because, but basically what actually ended up by happening was um, I, 
I, I did all sorts of things. Like I was a fashion accessories buyer in New Zealand and then I had this pull to go traveling. So I went on a working holiday. And when I was in England, I had this pull to um, study massage and just for fun to get in touch with my body. I had no intention of actually being a remedial massage therapist. But 24 years later, I was still, you know, in that field of holistic health and confidence and empowerment and, and your brilliance and soul gifts. And in that time, I did so, so much personal growth. I mean, I was the perfect practitioner. I'd done five healing modalities. I'd probably done about 20 different courses. I'd studied, studied, studied. And using those techniques, I actually did a lot, a lot of emotional clearing on myself. Like when I did um, neuro stress release and NLP training, I would spend in the next two and a half years every month meeting with people from the course and practicing on each other and clearing issues. And then when I did the Palawa healing course, I'd spend the next uh, year swapping healings. And and so I was doing a lot, a lot of personal growth day in and day out because I really didn't want to end up like my family. I love my family dearly, but when I saw how they struggled in business, when I saw how they were always worried about money and they had no time for themselves or real fun, you know, I made a decision I was going to change the, the pattern. <laughs> I was really determined. I was de- determined to find my own unique way, which was completely unconventional, everything that I discovered about myself was so unconventional. So, you know, I started following my heart. I started doing things that I really enjoyed, like I started um, dancing. I learned tango dancing. Um I started enjoying more bushwalks. I started um, listening to music. Um, I started uh, doing poetry. I listened to all the people that had – I was fascinated with all the people that had achieved amazing things, you know, like Nelson Mandela, Gandhi, Mother Teresa. And I used to um, watch all the DVDs and read all the books about all these amazing people that were brilliant people and I tried to study them and learn from them and see how did they overcome their challenges. You know, I wanted to really master how to overcome challenges because mm. I had so many, you know. Yeah. I, I love the point that you're bringing out because, you know, I talked to a few women and, and this journey is, is even though it's unique, we're all all doing a similar thing. And what happens when we feel like we don't belong or we're not fitting in or we make a decision like, oh, no way am I going to live my life like that, you know, because you just know that it's it's not for you, that somehow we get pushed into this inner journey so that we explore the inner part of ourselves of like what makes us alive, what makes us really light up and shine and it becomes this inner journey and it becomes like living life and creating business from that inside and to the outside definitely it was an inside outside journey um and it was also really it was i had it was like a pioneer but like yourself because there was no role model like there was no role model to teach me this none of my cousins uh, and I came from a, my mother had eight in her family and dad had no mum had ten and dad had eight brothers and sisters. None of my cousins were ever doing this. 
like they were none of them were doing it differently none of them were sort of really pioneering in a new way so it was like I had no one to follow except my own inner compass and I and I did employ so many coaches and so many courses and so much personal growth and and you know I did employ a lot of those people um which was really helpful and the Palawa healing um really significantly helped me a lot I mean I Let's I've been teaching that for 40, that. 40 I have no years idea. what is Palawa is that a does that word mean something well Palawa actually Palawa means actually I think it means radical shift in consciousness mm. so it was I was attracted to it because I wanted to find a fast track way of doing this because I mean, I'd done so many personal growth courses and it would be good for a while, but I'd go back and sink into the old patterns and I wanted to find a faster track way at a cellular level. So when I did this this course, um, well, I teach Palawa healing, but uh, basically it's pure energy from life source. Mm. And it was brought through by Kachina Mayan, who was an ex-Reiki master, to help people in this time of transition out of fear and, and you know, this transition that we're going through at this moment from the third dimension to the fifth, the transition of going more from a struggle survival worrying about money mentality mm. to a, to a uh, thing of trust in yourself, in life, and, and connection with source. And so Palawa was like a doorway. So... I studied Palawa and then I taught it to become a teacher and I started to see major transformation in my life and in clients' lives. It helps you detach from your family patterning and sort of look at it like from above down to below. So it's sort of like you're more detached from the emotional situations of other people, uh, more in flow and ease. Uh, fear doesn't seem so strong and feel seems, things seem lighter. Like you get a new, fresh perspective on everything. Mm, that sounds and, wonderful. And uh, so that was just one example of many times it's helped many of my clients as well. And I could see it was a fast track for my clients to shift uh, from these family patternings or genetic patterns that, you know, usually go back seven generations, as you know, mm. uh, many of our patternings. So, yes, and it was just a real decision to find that, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's wonderful. I love. I have never really even heard of it. I've heard of Reiki, but I haven't heard of Palawa, and that sounds really interesting. I will put links on the show notes, so if anyone's interested to get in touch with you about that, they can. But I want to go back to talking about, you know, a lot of us. The the word trust comes up, you know, and when you're gripped in fear, it's quite difficult to you know, cultivate trust or even have any kind of connection to trust. So what are some of the little, you know, tips that you might have for listeners, like when they're in a fearful place, what's some simple things that maybe they could do to foster more trust in their lives? Because I think it's such a, a big thing that you know, people say, you know, trust, but then it's like, well, how do you do that? You know, how do you do that when you're really in a place of fear? Okay, I'm um, really good question. Um, well, I'm a person that's really experienced fear so in a traumatic way. And just to give an example, um, 
When I was five years old, I went to school and mum and dad had never pointed out that I was anything different. But when I went to school, the kids started, you know, making fun of me, calling me Ching Chong Chinaman. And being a sensitive person, I lo- it was like little daggers in from my whole body. Mm. And I remember standing in the playground and I share this not to make people pity me, but to show that you can overcome your fear, right? I was sitting in the playground and I remember my feet feeling like they were buried into the concrete. I could not move and I stood there and wet my pants because I was so terrified and that's how strong fear is. It affects the bladder channel. So uh, I've done a hell of a lot of work on fear, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, fear of like, you know, because my parents always had fear of lack of money and, and uh, I always had fear of not being good enough and, you know, when I branded my business that it would fail and fear of, you know, not doing a perfect thing and fear my boyfriends would leave me and fear, you know, like everything, fear of burnout. So the way I, one of the things I did to handle fear was I did a lot of work with um, nourishing my inner child. Mm. And I just used to pretend that there was two parts of Andrea, and this is some of the things I teach my clients, that there was big Andrea, she was the adult, and she was going to take care of the finances, the food, the home, you know, the practical things in life, um, you know, getting to bed on time, uh, paying the bills, uh, other people, life situations, work, you know, all those practical things. And little Andrea was going to have be responsible for having, reminding big Andre to have fun, to be creative, to be playful, to be confident, to follow your heart. Mm. So what I did was um, I started doing a technique of bringing little Andre inside to my heart and, and, and bringing her there and making a commitment that from now on I will look after you, little Andre, no matter what happens. And no matter what other people say and no matter how fearful you are. And by doing that, that gave me a sense of health and emotional stability that I never, ever, ever had in my life before. Wow, that's really brilliant. And I think it's a very simple thing to do. Um, in fact, one can just even put their hand on their heart yes. and, and feel that place on their body. Yes. And make that commitment and even say out loud what you just yes. said. And, it, and it's a beautiful, it really is a simple thing to do. And I, I understand the power of that. So that's a wonderful yes. and, thing to and pass it, on. It's really, really effective. Like I tell you what, sometimes when I was so gripped in fear, you know, I remember <laughs> so gripped in fear. I'll give you an example. Um, one time, one week, I earned $200 in my business. Now, that didn't even cover my rent. My rent was 400 right? Mm-hmm. So can you imagine how much fear I had, yeah. right? Because I didn't have a boyfriend to support me. And, you know, I wasn't going to borrow money from my parents. And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I went into this fear and panic, at, which I learned from my family, to go around fear and panic around money. And the natural instinct when you're feeling fearful and panicky around money is what do you do? You you start chasing money, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might chase, worrying about it. You're worrying about money. So I started worry. So then I would, you know, normally my reaction would be um, perhaps chase for more clients or do more on my business, do more marketing. It's like you a know. desperation. It's a desperation. 
But I, I realize that desperation never, ever brings more money or business, right? So what I did was I spent the next week changing my thinking around money. And I just did a lot of loving little Andrea and big Andrea. Mm. So um, I sometimes I'd hop into bed and I'd hug my teddy bear and pretend it was little Andrea and I'd just hug her in a fetal position and just keep sort of singing to her and hugging her and telling her how beautiful she was and we were going to do this somehow. We were going to do this, you know. So I'd talk to myself and love myself. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And, and I really um, think it's a, a wonderful way to deal with fears is to love yourself even more instead of like worrying about fear and, and being critical about yourself which can happen very easily that you are choosing in the moment to go the other way and doing it in a, in a way that's ex experiential so you're actually you know talking to yourself or holding yourself and you know going through the fear parts yes. of yourself with love self-love Yes, I did a lot of that. And guess what? The next week I manifested $3,000. Wow. So I went from $200 one week to $3,000. And that was just from loving myself. Brilliant. That is. You know, that was brilliant. just totally, I mean, not just, you know, cookbook, love myself, read it in a cookbook, but really like eating the food, like really living it. Mm. And I just kept on loving myself. I spent a lot of time meditating. I spent a lot of time letting go, handing it over, handing my worries over, trusting in life. And I just followed my intuition and took inspired action. And I think I made about five phone calls, which just felt like fun. It wasn't like I was trying to sell anything to anybody or, yeah, you know, get more clients. I let go of the desperation. And it just sort of suddenly out of the blue led to – $3,000, which was my, rec you know, was my record week at that time that I'd, I'd never earned 3000 in my life before in one week. Um, and so, yeah, so I, it's about loving myself through that. That's really helped me a lot. Thank you and, so and I, much for sharing that. <laughs> You're welcome. And, like, and also when you talked about even before we got into, you know, nurturing the, the inner child, you know, you did say that, you know, the, the young inner child was the part that was going to remind you to be playful and creative. And I think that it's a natural thing for me, I found, that um, aligning with things that I enjoy, and a lot of that is creative stuff, is what opens the door in, into trust. It opens the door into something bigger or greater or vaster than myself, however you want to label it and you talked about that and how you have this zany sense of humor and you love to go tango dancing and doing all those things and I think that's really important and sometimes missing in people's lives when they're very focused on business building or whatever they're doing to have that playful time can you talk about that a little bit about having a playful time mm. okay well one of the things that I really truly have discovered for myself is that 80% or 90% is in the subconscious, isn't it? Or is it the unconscious, one or the other? Yeah. And so I can be saying, you know, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, or, you know, I'm brilliant, I'm brilliant, and then feeling like, no, I'm a failure, no, I'm a failure. So none of that works for me. So what I found is I needed to feel it in my whole body. So what I would do is I've got a brilliant imagination. That's one of my gifts, creativity and imagination. <laughs> okay. So what I did was 
Um, right, I'll give you an example. I had this dream to take my parents to China before they passed away because I, I had that conflict about being Chinese. And when I did my acupuncture degree and finished it in China, I felt this feeling of coming home, right, mm. to all of me. Mm. So I had this dream to take mum and dad to China. And, uh, but I'd never had the money. And every time I mentioned it to mum and dad, they said the old mantra, they didn't have the money. So, but I never gave up on that dream. And so what I did is I imagined I was really playful and I imagined in my mind this beautiful scene of us at the Great Wall of China on a sunny day and us feeling really happy. And, out of the blue, so imagination is about playing with ideas. So I, I'm really good at that. So I played with the idea. I just saw myself in the movie of us being in China, but I had no idea how it was going to happen. So out of the blue, I'm at Qigong one day and um, we go for breakfast and I've been going there for years and I go to Qi, breakfast with one of the guys from Qigong and um, I'm just telling him about my dream to take mum and dad to China. And out of the blue, he offers to lend us the money. <laughs> so now this is an absolute miracle because it was $24,000. Oh, it's just incredible. I love that you're sharing this story. <laughs> I'm just sharing this to give a businesswoman, an entrepreneur woman, an artist hope, you know. So it was $24,000. Now this man had never made a pass at me, never met me socially, only met me at Qigong, never had a private coffee or meal with me, didn't know me personally, and totally trusted that I would pay back $24,000. This was a no-interest loan as long as I liked. How beautiful. So that was just a miracle, and that came about because I went into my playful zone. <laughs> I just totally went into the zone of believing we're going to be in China and it was going to be easy and somehow it was going to happen. Three months later, we're in China. <laughs> and it was the best holiday we'd ever had, you know. Disneyland, mum and dad, mum and never seen Donald Duck live, you know, Disneyland, and Harlong Bay, you know, 100-degree, 80-degree views on the boat in Harlong Bay, Terracotta Warriors, Great Wall of China, Chinese calligraphy, Huangshan Mountain. It was the most life-changing holiday our family had ever had and a five-star cruise on the river. And then one year later, my mum gets terminal cancer. So uh. the power of play, the power of imagination is, is beyond what you can believe. Oh, it's I, I totally that. beyond what you can believe. You know, and that's why I really love play. <laughs> I mean, I don't love it because I want to. I want to receive twenty four thousand dollars, although I'm open to another twenty four thousand. You know, and I have attracted seventy thousand dollars in my life of gifts and unexpected loans, mm. including a new twenty thousand dollar car and all that. So, but that's for the power of imagination and play. There's so much richness in what you're sharing because, you know, we talked about trust. We talked about how to overcome fear and bringing in the the idea of playfulness. And one of the things that just jumped out, what you said was, you know, you have an imagination, you imagine this and it, it feels like so much fun, this imagination, and you have not a clue of how it would ever manifest. And I think that's the important thing that sometimes we get caught up in well, how is this going to happen rather than just 
being in the joy of being playful and imagining that it is happening and just leaving it up to the universe to come in with the how. You know, the universe will provide the how. We don't have to worry about that. If we're in our hearts, if we're really playful, if we're really in that space of imagination and anything's possible, and also that, you know, you were doing it for a beautiful purpose, you know, to take your your family to China, which is a beautiful intention. So I think all those things came together to create that. And I think it's a really beautiful story and just you know, drives home the point that how powerful we really are. It's so powerful. And remember Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge. If you can imagine it, you can create it. Mm. You, you know, and I mean, that's just one of the many things that has been magnetized to me. And I'm very, very, very grateful. <laughs> so grateful. I'm blessed beyond belief, actually. So when you work with clients, Andrea, do you do you teach them this or, you know, include this in the work that you do? Well, my work has changed a lot over the years. I used to be a standard acupuncturist, can you believe it, with a white coat and a <laughs> traditional acupuncturist, but I didn't fit into that box anymore. And my most transformative results happened when I started using a lot more of the different skills that I've got. Mm. Um, so what I do is the type of coaching I do is very creative. So sometimes I use sound therapy, sometimes I use uh, singing, sometimes I use a bit of art, sometimes they use a bit. Of, they do a bit of color and sound. They do movement. Sometimes we we draw pictures. Sometimes um, it's visualization. It depends on what the person needs and what their major love languages and what are they a kinesthetic learner are they a visual learner are they an auditory learner and and also what's aligned to their soul gifts so I look at their numerology and their astrology and a lot of intuition of my part and feel where their where their gifts are Mm. feel where they're going to bloom and feel the easiest way for them to manifest their goals because a lot of us try to do it the standard way and copy everyone else, and for me, it never worked. Yeah, it never. never worked for me either. <laughs> <laughs> it never worked for me. No, you know? no, no. I mean, that's why I started the podcast, Brilliant Misfits, because actually, I've tried so many different ways and try to do whatever other people do, and you know, I keep getting thrown back to no, you got to do it your own way. You've got to find your own way, and you've just got to find that path that's uniquely mine and you know I mean we're all doing the same things but in our own way yes in our own way and you've Mm. got a gift as a yoga you know yoga trait yoga background and your sankala um you know yes the sankapa work work, it's beautiful yeah we're so similar I mean I love that you're doing also helping people to get in touch with their gifts and I do the similar work of getting them aligned to their soul purpose so that they can create from that place with a lot more ease and you know it's just it's just a time that you know it is a speeded up time we don't have like years and years I really feel that we're being supported by you know, something bigger than us to really, you know, get over the line of getting out of the struggle that a lot of us grew up with and really living in a different way. 
Yeah. Oh, this is an amazing time for that. Mm. So it's an amazing time. And one of the things that I do that's a little bit different is that when people are having acupuncture, if I do the acupuncture scar bridging as well, that which is blocking their channels, like if they've got a cesarean scar or hysterectomy scar, we bridge the channels. Mm. Um, so like a, a cesarean scar would cut into three to four channels going from the feet to the head. So we bridge that to unblock the circulation and the chi and blood. And so while, because that causes health problems, you know, like um, it could be menstrual problems, menstrual pain, digestive problems, um, vaginal discharge, low sex drive, all that sort of thing, right? Mm. So when we bridge that, I might do some coaching at the same time when they're on the table. Uh, if I see the, the, the pulse isn't changing, I might do a bit of coaching and putting a new mindset shift in and then their mindset shift will cause the energy to change does that make sense and so we'll unblock the energy that's holding them up or or unblock the scar and and that way we can combine a bit of other modalities in with the acupuncture Mm, absolutely brilliant because you're using like different modalities you know the physical but then also the non-physical Yes. You know, the mindset and just a very holistic approach. It sounds beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. It's a bit like you with your gifts. We use all of them together. And mm. and I'm just so grateful that you've set this podcast up because I love, love what you do. So oh, Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> now, I, before we end the program, I, I just want to make sure that people that are listening, if they want to get in touch with you, if they want to have a session with you, What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Okay, so the best way is they can go to um, well, my fo- they can go to my website www.andreasun a n d r e a s u n dot com dot a u. Mm. I'll, I'll have that up on the yep. show notes so that yep. they can have the link. Yep. So they can go there mm. and um, they can get the, there's a freebie there, Six Chinese Medicine Secrets to Boost Your Confidence. They can sign into that and then they're on my mailing list and they can get lots of uh, free tips and confidence and, you know, brilliance tips and health tips. Um, uh, plus there's the um, – Think Terrific Academy, which I've just created, uh, which is going to be basically like an online learning school. Uh, so it's going to be lots of free, free pre-programs and paid programs. So it'll be a, like a library of meditations and everything to support everyone. Well, sounds wonderful. And, um, and I also have a special too for the listeners as well. Uh, so they can have a Palawa Empowerment Healing for $99 as an introductory special. They'll save $56. Wow, fantastic. So I'll put that up on the show notes too. Yes. So for the first six people who book and have listened to the show, they can have it as a special prize. That's very generous, beautiful. Yes, and also it's um, they can also have any other modality. So if they don't want the Palawa Empowerment Healing, mm-hmm. they can have acupuncture scar bridging or coaching or a combination of what I do or sole purpose session, anything that they like for that price. Wonderful. Very generous. Thank you so much, Andrea. 
You're welcome. Thank you very much. And um, just just in case anyone's interested, the Palawa Empowerment Healing Course is on the 17th and 18th of June. And that's like 100 Palawas. So it's actually like a fast track for moving out of your fears and limiting patterns. Wonderful. And going towards your purpose. Okay. I'll have all of that up on the show notes. Wow, that is so rich. Now, before we go, if uh, just one last thing. If you were to take the hands of somebody that's been listening and you've given them so much already, but what's one last thing that they can take away today? Um, just to remember that your difference could be your greatest brilliance. And just be yourself. The world is waiting for you. It doesn't matter whether you're in business or not. Just you being all of yourself and trusting yourself and trusting your heart and trusting your knowing makes a difference to every single person you touch. And the more we are that, the more our health improves, the more our well-being improves, the more prosperity improves for everyone. Let's join together and make this world a better place. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. That just really touched me deeply. I loved that you came on the show. I'm so grateful, Andrea, for sharing everything that you do and being a light out there for all of us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really love being on the show with you. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.